right, good afternoon. Yep, good afternoon on a lazy Boxing Day. Yes, well, Boxing Day is only really UK and a couple other places. Australia, South Africa. Canada. And Canada. But yes, uh, happy Boxing Day episode 45? 45. I think so. I completely lost count now. Yes, we have. Too many mince pies and chocolate cake. Can you tell we're a bit sluggish? (laughs) Slightly sluggish. Um, cool. What are we talking about today? Um, question thinking. So, um, I was listening to some various different podcasts over the last, like... We sound so slow today. <laughs> so, over the last, like, two or three... So my brain's, like, fried from building too many Lego sets. Too kid. many Lego sets. Too much, <laughs> too, too much eating. Yeah. We've eaten loads. I think we're fighting off a cold yeah. at the same time. So, we <laughs> do sound a little bit like we're... And I've got pink hair. Yeah, you probably can't pick that hair. up. Yeah, yeah, you probably can't pick that up on the video, but yeah. And my new mug, my Christmas mug. Oh yeah, for those that are only <laughs> listening and not watching, um, Kate has an enormous great tea mug. I have a bowl of tea now. It is a bowl of tea, <laughs> yeah. So what's question thinking? Um, and yeah, so I was it? listening to a few podcasts over the last few days when I've been chilling out a bit, which is nice to do at Christmas. And um, a lot of them have been doing like a... 2020 roundup like you know how do we kind of process everything that's happened this year okay um and move forward into the next year i suppose yeah because it's for some people this is the first time they're doing a review like yeah because everyone's been in kind of fight mode so yeah much and that it's year. you know it's it's nearly been going on a year in itself because it was yeah. march wasn't it that it really kicked well, off yeah but it, it well, I mean, raised its ugly head in January. So yeah, I was going to say, the whispers much... of it started around about now, didn't they? And then, yeah. and then it kind of um, took hold in certain places in January and then and then obviously properly took hold in, in March in the, yeah. in the Western world. Um, and um, But yeah, these reviews, I was struggling a little bit with them because they were all by kind of very kind of quite high profile blog, uh, sorry, podcasting people right. and marketers and that. And they a lot of them were saying, you know, oh, I, I was launching this this product and... And of course, um, I had to pivot because it wasn't quite right messaging for that time because obviously people were struggling or, um, or you know, I was doing this huge live event and I couldn't do it. So I, I had to, to move it online. It's so a all... lot of old boohoo. Exactly. <laughs> it was all very well. But these were these were people that were already making a, a huge amount of money and yeah. suddenly weren't making quite as much money. It wasn't Great. exactly drastic for them. You know, it wasn't people that... They were already financially independent. Yeah, exactly. So they can cope with this volatility. Yeah, so I was having a little bit of difficulty kind of listening to it because I was like, well, what about people that are struggling a lot more than that? You know, right. what about people that have lost their livelihoods, lost their jobs, um, of having to find new ways of... of completely doing things i mean we obviously we're in the events market ourselves but we also know lots of venues and people like yeah. that that have just been completely sidelined or sideswiped and they and there is no pivot to do well that's the weird know? thing about 2020 in that um you could have done absolutely everything right for the last 20 years yeah that made every right decision for your business and your team and and your customers and just not overextended yourself at any point and being yeah. really strategic on the whole thing and um but it wouldn't have mattered this no, year. Exactly. This it doesn't there's only the reality is most most businesses can't cope with being basically saying, right, you can't trade for two like a month, let alone six months or twelve yeah. months. That's just not possible. And and we're still in it, right? So that that's why one of the reasons it wasn't sitting well with me, because I was just like, well, for 
a lot of those kind of people, yes, they've pivoted, they've created new online solutions or um, on, they've changed their physical event to an online event. But those, right. those kind of event industry suppliers yeah. um, and other kind of businesses listening to this that are still very much in the midst of it, travel businesses, Gosh, you know, everyone's yeah. going, oh, 2021, here we come kind of thing. But for those industries, we're still very much in the thick of it. Yeah. So I was like, how can we kind of help? How can I, I process this myself, but also... For the sake of our listeners, for anybody listening to this, I was like, how does that really kind of trans translate to these people? And then I, uh, there was another podcast I was listening to that was how you deal with breakdowns. And that doesn't mean necessarily a, a very dramatic, you know, nervous breakdown ended up in hospital kind of thing, right. but just any kind of breakdown, any kind of dramatic tragedy that has happened. Okay. How how do you deal with that? Um, and and like, uh, and you, you have the usual steps of kind of you know, grief and anger and, and all of those kind of things. But the, the key is is starting to kind of ask questions like, right. what can I learn from this? What's the, where's the silver lining? What's the positives that can come out of this? And that kind of started to shift my, my mindset. And then I remember that this time last year, we were staying with my cousin in the States. Mm. Um, and she recommended a book to me um, called... Um, uh, change your change your questions, change your life. Right. I can't remember the author off the top of my head. Yeah, because she was saying that to both of us at the time that that had completely transformed her, the way she behaved and looked. It's at how life, she right? communicates with everyone from right. her because she's the um, CEO of a, of a uh, not a it's big a manufacturing. Firm, yeah, not right? a big company as in numbers of people, but it, it does very well. I think That's I think her team company. is maybe twenty to thirty people, so it's not not huge, but. She she uses it to deal with her team. She uses it to deal with her husband. She uses yeah. it to deal with her children. When um, she's very um, self, self-effacing the right way to put it, she looks at her, she's constantly looking at, okay, well, how's my behaviour? She's very solution-driven. Yes, that's the right so, way to put um, it. And, that, and, I, and that's where the two of us <laughs> yeah. get on so well, because I am. Yeah. You know, I'm always thinking there's got to be a better way to do this or, or where mm. can I look for an answer kind of thing. Yeah. And, and it just, and so those kind of three things just got me thinking about uh, questions. And, and I read that book at the time. And, and to be honest, I didn't love the book. I love the principles in the book, but mm. the, the book kind of twitters on a little bit, in my opinion. Um, okay. and, and it's quite... Um, That's the author never coming on our podcast. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, but I, I do love the principles of it. And I, yeah. and I love the questions she asked. She just repeats the point a lot that's all okay um but uh but yeah that she she's got a whole kind of training program built off the back of it which is all about this this question and she calls it qt question thinking right um and she talks a lot about how it moves you from being a judger whether you're judging yourself or somebody else but you're being judgmental okay uh, to being very kind of open-minded and being a learner and wanting to learn from the experience and that's how you move forward and i thought that's so relevant for this year because a lot of people can't just go, oh, okay, well, I'm going to do this then. Yeah. But you can still find the the learns, the silver linings, the how am I going to change this and, and start to, to move forward in different ways. Yeah, well, I also think it's um, you you it's really easy when in good times, especially when things are just there, when things are going well for you or not necessarily that they're going particularly like amazing for you, but there's certainly not, you're not in any jeopardy. Mm. You're not, you're not about to lose your job or lose your home or your health's not going to go south dramatically or anything like yeah. that. Right. You, when you're in that comfort zone, yeah. um, it's easy to feel like you're fully formed and you, you've got everything now. Yeah. Like you've, you've kind of grown to this point in your life. That's all done. And there's no need, you don't need to learn anymore. You don't need yeah. to do anymore. 
And that's the mistake, right? That's the trap that you end up when adversity does call, yeah. you realise that, oh, I actually have massive gaps, whether yeah. that be a financial adversity, a health adversity, or whatever it is, you realise that, oh, this comfort zone that I was in was actually a mistake. It yeah. doesn't exist. Well, I think, and we all build things, I don't know if it's just human nature or just the fact that, you know, everybody's so busy or whatever, but we all kind of go in, in you know, put all our eggs in one basket to a certain extent. We all kind of go in one direction, whether that's, an entrepreneurial career or, or a you know career traditional career right. or anything and I think that not that anyone could have predicted what's happened this year but I will certainly now when I run towards something one of the questions I'll be thinking well what happens if yeah, yeah. um so that uh, you can start to mitigate and I mean just anything tiny like we we've had a treadmill in the house haven't we and yeah. and that's unfortunately broken about three or four weeks ago now mm. but my whole thing was just running on the treadmill my yeah. entire fitness plan yeah, and now yeah. I'm like I don't know what to do anymore yeah, <laughs> which yeah. is so silly because there's so many other things I could do mm. but I, I've i got this oh, I'm going to do that and only that yeah and I think this kind of question thinking opens you up so much more to well what if that happens what would I do then or what if this bit doesn't work out how would I manage that what if that person doesn't want to work with me or I don't get that job or whatever it is you you know asking these questions opening your mind up to question thinking um just kind of mitigates lots of what just gives you lots more choice yeah yeah yeah. well there um a lot of our limitations come from not necessarily what we know. It's not knowing to ask the right questions. Yes, exactly. Really, yeah. Exactly. Um, Tim Ferriss has, um, I haven't actually seen it yet, but um, he has a uh, TED Talk on all about question. Oh, really? Which I should imagine is, is very interesting because he's a, an interesting yeah. character. But that's all, all very much about asking the right questions and how to ask better questions as well. Yeah. Um, and the way to ask better questions is to be open. A lot of the time when we ask questions, we've already got an answer in our mind yeah. and we're, we're either leading that person to an answer because we're deliberately trying to lead them yeah. or we're unintentionally leading them because we want them to confirm what we're already thinking. Well, a lot of people don't have a conversation, just on yeah. a side note. They, a lot of people are so busy thinking about what they're going to say next. Yeah, they don't listen. No, yeah. no, not at all. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you hear that in other books and resources, don't you? We've talked about it before on the podcast with... Um, uh, how to win friends and influence people is mm-hmm. all about listening to people yeah. um, and again and it will improve everything from from conversation to dealing with your children if you can ask questions and ask the right questions like one of the ones I love is um, you know if you ask someone especially kids and you say you know I don't know what do you want for tea tonight and they go I don't yeah. know yeah, yeah. You know, and I love this well if you did know what yeah. would it be yeah <laughs> Yeah, you say the kids, but I've had that down on me, and it does work. It does work. You can ask that of anybody that says they don't know. Exactly. I think just that's fantastic. Yeah, you're right. Simple thing. Yeah. So, what other questions are in this book then? How does it work? Because because one of the things that your cousin Casey was saying is is how she deals with it in her relationships with people and her stuff, right? So, and she gave us some examples of how. she had some challenging situations with members of staff, right? Yeah. And she was like, and her normal kind of, because she's, she's a... she's well, again, a, looking for a solution all the time. Yeah, she is definitely a solution, solution, but she is a force. Yeah. She is somebody who is somebody that you could, if there was somebody in the room that was going to just be the leader in the yes. room, yeah. she'd be that person, yeah, absolutely. right? Yeah. So. So when so sometimes there's a disconnect, right? Yes. And and we've been in those similar situations yeah. where to us it's obvious, like mm. when you've got a member of staff and yeah. they're 
and they're just not doing it, it's like, just do that. And yeah. it's very easy just to yell, like not yell, well, but just also, say, look, it's obvious and it's yeah. not. Yeah, and right? if you are a natural leader, which lots of entrepreneurs want to want to be entrepreneurs, solopreneurs are, they're naturally leaders. Um, you It's hard to kind of get the best out of other people because you do naturally want to kind of go in and just go, oh, let's do it this way. Yeah. Because, uh, And if you're if you're kind of confronted with another leader, as it were, which I sometimes do with my cousin, it's nice to kind of take a back seat every now and then and go, yeah, oh, yeah. she's got it covered. Well, when we were there for Christmas, he <laughs> exactly. had everything nailed down. Exactly. Um, and so I think when, when you're that person, which I, I've taken on that role quite a lot, it can be exhausting. Yeah. And so to kind of come out of that role or, or to get get better results from the people around you is to stop the statements and start asking questions. Yeah, so coming back to my point, so she yes. had a couple of scenarios with team members and so on, and it was like, what? and she came up with some interesting questions and ways to deal with that. Yeah, yeah. well, it's Can similar to what we just what we just said in like how, how <coughs> to do it. So another one would be, you know, if somebody said a particular thing, well, what makes you say that? Right. Um, why did you think that? And have you considered X, Y, and Z? Yeah, because um, she would always give a solution. Yeah. And so one of the things that she talked about was, uh, I suppose what we're talking about now is it's not necessarily how we, I suppose you would refer it to yourself when it comes to planning your 2021 yeah. and onwards. But in these scenarios, she would often just keep feeding people solutions all the time. Because yes. that's in her yeah. like wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. That's what she does. Yeah. But um, But what she found instead was if they created the solution themselves... Yeah. They it would it would be way more chance it would happen. Yes, yeah. Well, and they would share her thinking yeah. more, way more closely than if she just told them what to do. Yeah, well, we we had the same conversation with Siam, didn't we? Siam Kid on episode twenty nine, um, when he was saying that he if a, a problem is big enough that his staff need to interrupt him with it. Yeah, they've still got to have three possible solutions. Yeah, and come to him with which which one do you think's best? But they yeah. they've done that thinking for themselves yeah. rather than oh Simon there's a problem come fix it yeah um so some of those other ones would be um if she was like doing a review with somebody and you know uh, or hadn't done what they should be doing which again yeah. is great with your kids yeah um it's like well what stopped you from doing x y and z or why did you not follow up with with so and so or yeah. what what stopped you or uh, one of my favorites is um something along the lines of uh, so i gave you this task to do um, and it, it, it what is it something that it hasn't been done so I obviously wasn't clear enough how could I be clearer in the future and things like that so you're, yeah. you're giving them the perceived kind of power in in the conversation but actually you're you're still getting the result that you need well also there's the um, uh, inferred incompetence when sometimes you attack somebody yeah you attacking someone's probably the wrong way to put it but in terms of if you are in a situation where someone's a member of staff has clearly or one of the team have dropped the ball, mm. it's very everybody knows they dropped the ball. Yeah. But it's very easy to be accusational yeah. in that process. Yeah, isn't and, it? and then it stops people being defensive and then they're, they're hackled. Well, that's start. Yeah, that's yeah. People exactly. will become, immediately go right. Okay, this and then it becomes more about power play. Yeah. Than it actually does about solving the issue, right? And if you if you've got someone like whinging at you about something or someone, it's like, well, well, what would the perfect scenario look like to mm. you? Um, so then they'll, you know, create a picture of how they want things to be. And it's like, yeah. okay, so how do we work to that? Well, Rather this, than just letting them rant and whinge. And this <laughs> translates to personal relationships Absolutely, really yeah. well, right? Yeah. Because there are, because you can get to the core of someone's agenda um, just by asking questions 100%. as opposed to 100%. inference. And, yeah. 
And there's so many power plays that happen in relationships all the time. I yeah. mean, Christ, you and I are both of exa- we've both for personal examples of quite toxic relationships yeah. where it's all about power plays. Yeah, yeah. Whereas if you just asked, in hindsight mm-hmm. now, if we did just ask questions yes. um, that were about creating a mutually beneficial solution yeah. um, rather than, well, you said this and I said this and, yeah. and that silly game, then, yeah, life would have been a lot easier. I think, it's so powerful. It's such a simple thing. It sounds like nothing, like, oh, okay, I'll go ask questions then. Yeah. But it's actually really difficult to do. If you're, it, It's a habit that you have to work on like, yeah. and really kind of create. And especially because, again, come back to kids because kids really push your buttons. Mm. And if you, if you can kind of take that step back and not just react and, and turn it around into, into a question, um, you're going to have a much more productive result than just end up in a screaming match. <laughs> well, they, um, it also ensures that they feel like they're being listened to. Yes. Um, yeah. So Because there's a technique in objection handling that I was taught way back in the day in sales, which was um, uh, you would ask lots of questions. Like if you get an objection, mm-hmm. you just keep asking them yeah. to redefine what that question means. But as they say what the as they respond, you say what they say, but in your words. Yes. So and what that so well, you're not actually offering a counter to their objection. Yeah. What you're actually doing is you're demonstrating that you're listening to what they're saying. Yeah. So if they say, "Oh, I don't like that policy," if it, say if you're selling insurances, I don't like that insurance policy because I think it's expensive. Okay. So what you're saying is, if it was a lower price, you'd probably like it better because you mm-hmm. believe that the benefits are, yeah. are, are worthwhile. And, yeah. and it's like, well, yes, I would, da, 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 and then it yeah. goes on. So, and it's it's that kind of, it's, well, I suppose in all of these cases, what you're trying to do is you're trying to de, like, take the combat out yeah. of conversation, conversation all the time and get to the truth of Well, in another way is, is not, not to be asking why, because although that's a question, mm. if you ask somebody why, a lot of the time they don't really know. But if you say to somebody, like in that scenario you just said, oh, oh, I feel the policy is too expensive or, or whatever it is, well, what price would you like to see it at? Or, yeah. or what would be a better value for you rather than why do you think it's expensive? Yeah, yeah. When someone would then go, oh, uh, well, because it's, I don't, you know, they wouldn't know what to say. But if you said, you know, what would be better value for you? Well, I think such and such. And then you get such more value out of that yeah. conversation. So how does this relate to this time of year then and the fact that we're... Because one of the things that you started this podcast with was, okay, look, I've listened to a couple of podcasts and it feels a bit detached and we're Mm. in that weird stage now where we're all looking, hopefully, to a brighter new year. So how does this translate to that? Well, so what do you want for this year? Which I know that, again, that sounds simplistic or or in some ways like kind of too big a question, but, but... uh, so a way of kind of dealing with that is, is what don't you want? Right. A lot yeah, of people yeah. don't know what they do want, but they very much know what they don't want. Yeah. That's so a good if you point. can ask some, if you, sorry, not somebody, if you can ask yourself, you know, what don't I want from this coming year? Well, and all the things that have kind of been bothering you from this year, and that are, if it's just the, the negativity that's out there, well, look for solutions to, you know, not be on social media so much anymore or, hmm. or cut certain people, not cut them out of your life necessarily, but or just reduce the impact so what what does perfect look like and kind of take steps backwards from there or what does worst case look like exactly and and, and then take steps towards towards the positive yeah that's the the point you just made about social media and stuff is a really important piece by the way for anybody listening or watching this and that's because i had a conversation with somebody a couple of days ago excuse me if i sound a bit odd why is that (laughs) in my head i sound strange no no you've just got a slightly so um 
the uh, what they were saying to me was that they felt very down at the moment, and and they gave me this whole kind of litany of issues around mm. um, just generally un- unmotivated, just not wanting to do anything at all. Yeah. And and then in the same breath, they were talking about. See, I watch news all day, and I watch yeah. this, and it's just it's just awful everywhere, and. And my initial response, and, and I'm a terrible person for, I'm a solution-driven person, yeah. so I'm terrible for just going, well, just do that, mm. and just do this. And when people are in that mindset, yeah. it's the last thing they want to hear. So if you said to them, instead of like, <coughs> why are you watching the news, or stop watching the news, what if you said to them, what do you think your life would be like if you stopped watching the news? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they start to think about it for themselves, like, oh, yeah, yeah, it'd probably be a lot yeah, better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas, I, I, whereas my stop response yeah, was, mine is too. stop watching yeah, that stuff. You want to provide solutions for people, and, you, and a lot of the time you want to do it from your own life, because you and I stopped yeah. watching the news a long time ago. Uh, we dip into it now and then with the way the world is at the moment for things that we feel like we need to know. Yeah. Um, but but that's it. Um, so we often say to people, oh, you shouldn't watch the news, da, da, da. but that's just us kind of projecting our solution. You need, yeah. People need to find their own solutions and you can empower them to do that by just well, asking questions. The analogy I've always used in, in frustration to it is it's like someone who keeps banging their head against a brick wall and yeah. complaining they've got a headache. Yeah. And so that's, that's my kind of taken it but you're right it doesn't work but again telling them to stop banging their head against the wall is very different from if you stopped banging your head against the wall how would you feel (laughs) you know because i said oh yeah they've got to they've got to own the solution themselves before they do anything with it absolutely because otherwise people's defenses just come but that is also for yourself as well as we were saying so when when you're planning for the future out of a very difficult year You've got to, you, we're all guilty of the same thing. Well, that's how I felt listening to these podcasds. I can right. feel my kind of defences coming up going, well, that's all right for you. You've got this and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you've already yeah. got a huge audience. I was like, what about these people and what about, and I, I could feel that. And then I right. thought, well, what if I change that? And I did change it. In fact, that one, one podcast I was listening to was about creating um, some kind of membership organisation. And I suddenly thought, oh, what would a membership organisation look like for our business? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder if we could incorporate in, into what we do. And I started yeah. thinking in terms of questions and it just took me on a different road to, yeah. you know, possible solutions. And again, if like my, my parents, for example, are very much relying on the, the vaccine at the moment. They, mm. they're, they're headlong like, oh, we're going to get the vaccine and everything's okay and we'll be able to do this, that and the other. And I just say, but what if that's not the solution? Yeah. You know, what other solutions can you come up with in case you can't get the vaccine or there's a new strain or whatever it is? Yeah. You know, just, just keeping like an open mind, I think, is the key to all of this. Really. Yeah, and not assuming you're already fully formed. Every, yeah. Everything's done. You just can't do that, can you? No. But, and also, you, you have to be very critical about the lens that you see the world through. Yeah. Because that those glasses, those that lens that you're seeing the world through might be completely inaccurate. I mean, I have, you talk about the vaccine and stuff. My father and I were having a conversation about this the other day, weren't right. we? And he and I have entirely polarizing views. Um, well, sorry, two polar opposite views on the issues over the last few months. But yeah. that's because I'm seeing the lens through somebody as an entrepreneur who's not old, who's healthy and everything else. He's seeing it as someone who's significantly older, health issues and everything else. So yeah. his version of events and my version of events yeah. are entirely different, mm. you know. So, yeah, you have to scrutinise that all the time, don't yeah, you? Yeah, absolutely. And and at the end of the day, you do have to do what's best for you mm-hmm. um, and best for your family and your, your immediate situation because mm-hmm. you are on a, on a different lane to somebody else yeah. and they need to do what's right for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think the other thing is looking at alternatives. So... 
Um, with the way the world is, it might not be that you can just, you know, sit there and meditate and everything be lovely. It's, you know, you, you Well, might... we talked about that in a previous episode, yeah. wasn't it? When you're really strung out and then someone goes, go meditate. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, I want to punch you in the face. Yeah, now, exactly. So. But it might be that you, you know, you urgently need to make cash and, and therefore you have, you can't, I don't know, think about your health too much at the moment or, or, or getting fit or whatever it is you, there's too many things that you want to change but but just what alternatives could you make what, right. what like we spoke about on another podcast what could make your life one percent better yeah so what alternatives could you make and, and so what would be a, a healthier choice yeah. of something what would be yeah. an easier choice of something what would be um a more um you know financially sensible choice for you to make so what just analyzing your your direction and your choices at every opportunity not just yeah. on the big scale but on the tiny little things yeah well it's those that make the big things yeah it's that it is i think the mistake a lot of us all think especially when we're now looking into next year and so on is we think that there has to be some massive sweeping change that happens yeah. to get you to x but a lot of the time that might be the case just because you're thinking about it, it's too soon and i think so, that's difficult this year because i mean we normally come into the, uh, this kind of period between Christmas and New Year mm. is normally I'm kind of busy planning. I've got my wall calendar and we're gearing up for the new year and it's normally quite an exciting time. But it feels, it, it, although I'm, I am on that train, it still feels a little bit lost because... The, you know the events industry events industry hasn't come back yet and well we're relying more on faith this, yes this yeah. like in having faith that things will the work will will come good yeah whereas before we would be like I'd say that was probably 20% yeah. of like faith was about 20% and the rest was 80% just hard work because yeah. if you do xyz you'll get this but you could see that line of sight and I think here you you can't year, you moment. can't no so so again by asking questions you know what would the next two, three, four years look like if they were great? And what can I do now to, to make that? I know there's a lot of things you can't do, yeah. you can't control, but what are the things I can control? Well, I think also you definitely have to look longer term, like that two, three, four years yeah. that you refer to. Um, 2021 could throw plenty of curveballs, as 2020s demonstrate, could throw, yeah. it could throw a lot more curveballs at us next year. And I'm not saying it's going to because I don't know anything, but... Um, but to bet on everything coming right for yourself in 2021 is it might be a bet that pays off, but I'd say you're better off planning a, a two, three, four, five year plan to get yourself where you want yeah. to be in life because it mitigates any of these stupid curveballs that we're being thrown exactly. and it gives you yourself permission to grow at a pace and adapt as things get thrown at you, yeah. doesn't it? So, and what are the things that you have enjoyed about this year? Even though it's been hard, like, you know, lots of people will say, oh, well, I've enjoyed spending more time with family because... Yeah. Uh, some people will say, no, I've actually... Yeah, no, that, that's <laughs> yeah. true, that's true. Um, but a lot of, lot of people will say that, you know, they've enjoyed, I don't know, spending more time with walking their dog or whatever it yeah. is. What are the things that you have enjoyed that you can kind of make more time for in the coming year? Yeah. Uh, so so it's, just, it's just about making those small changes and really keeping yourself open-minded by asking yourself questions yeah. um, as to how to kind of move forward and, and spend you know, the next week or so doing that. Um, well, this is the one time of the year that we all all acknowledge is the time for a lot of people just down tools mm. or a lot of people will just say, okay, I'm just going to binge eat now and I'm just going to just abuse yeah. and abuse myself because come the 1st of January, I'm going to get healthy and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And that's a mistake. I, the way I look at life is 
start now like this should be your kind of groundwork on headspace yeah. physical space everything so that when you cross that line on the 1st of January it's like you're already running you're already well, going and it's, it's it's more time this year you know we're not all running around seeing family and friends because mm-hmm. we're, most people aren't allowed to yeah, so you true. know we've got more time for kind of self-reflection and, and planning and and just uh, doing the work trying to reset that's what a lot of people are referring to 2020 yeah. aren't they as a, as a reset and I, well, I what, this is one of my favorite times of the year mm. because I, th- I feel like it's, it's always the most optimistic because yeah. there's always this sense that from the 1st of January onwards we get we get to have another go we yeah. get to and uh, and that's a, I think it's a lovely time no matter how much in fact the more rubbish there's been yeah. in that year the stronger that feeling is. Well, that's how period. I normally feel, but I was I was feeling not quite so much like that because I couldn't see. Right. But okay. I think it's about shifting that not being able to see. Yeah. yeah um. Yeah. And and just as I say, opening up to to possibilities through questioning, and and also through faith, as you said earlier, just yeah. believing that it it is gonna be okay. <laughs> yeah, and it's like as we mentioned in other episodes. If you if you're sat watching or listening to this and thinking, well only that type of person could do what this is this thing is that I would love to be able to do it's like okay well what what do you need to do to make yourself that type of person yeah. or at least have the skills and the strength to be able to do the things that you envisage would you'd want to do and that's I think that's a lot of the time sometimes I see we've got friends of ours and um who immediately quit before they even start because they just associate the type of person that needs to be doing those things it's just not them yeah. And it's like, well, the only difference is probably time yeah. and commitment. That's it. Yeah. Right? Or, or, and again, just changing your headspace. Yeah. People say, yeah. oh, I'm, I, I can't do that because I'm not healthy enough or that's that's not the way I'm built or whatever it is. Yeah, but, I don't think that way. Yeah. Or, it's like, really? It's just a lot A lot of stuff in life is just consistency and discipline. That's yeah. a lot of it. Yeah, it really is. So, yeah, question question thinking, QT. Um, uh, change your questions, change your life. Is, is It is a good book, so I didn't mean what I said at the beginning. It is a good book. Yeah. But it, it be... That might be one of our only listeners, uh, <laughs> and they just literally given us a finger the on our podcast. The story didn't resonate with me is what, what it was, because it, it tells a story of, oh, of okay. somebody using question thinking, and, and it, the story didn't resonate with me that much. But I, as I said, I really do like the principle of, right. of question thinking, and, um, and I love the... Well, if you did know, what would you do? Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just such a brilliant question. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> so I hope that helps and we will see you tomorrow. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. Bye.